Hello, and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we correct and dissect the TV advertisements that raised us, faced us, and amazed us. I'm Al, and I'm here with your co-host, Courtney. Yours, not anyone else's. Hi, I'm Courtney. Was that a weird thing to say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it implies that I'm not your ho- co-host. I it don't just... know why I said it implies that I'm America's co-host. <laughs> What's wrong with And me? I appreciate that. I'm the nation's co-host. You're the people's co-host. I'm your, I'm, I'm your Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> and I like that. I like being here. I like oh, doing that. Oh, wow. Wow, that wow, was... <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Look, we're recording this after Budweiser 9-11, so there's some weird energy we got some, We got some vibes going on, and I don't think I'm going to help them. That's fine. Ooh. <laughs> I heard you got some fun in store for me. There's a little. Like, you're you're going to enjoy some things. Some. Some you'll find probably annoying. That's actually the last um, <laughs> review we got on this podcast. So. <laughs> it's a little annoying, but I found some fun in it. Hey, fuck hey. you. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I am. If you've ever spent time in the Commonwealth's Diamond City or post-war Appalachia, or the Capital Wasteland. There's a song you've probably caught on the radio at least once or twice. Uh-oh. A catchy number that goes something like this. <gasps> if driving fast cars you like, mm-hmm. if low bars you like, if old hymns you like, if bare limbs you like, if Mae West you like, or me undressed you like, why, <laughs> nobody will oppose. When every night the set that's smart is intruding on nudist parties in studios. What? Anything goes. Country homes, take me home <laughs> to the place. You're not familiar with this song? I belong. I thought that's what we were, no. that, that's the song? Oh, no. So, if anything goes, yeah. does that mean that there was a time when nothing went? I'm so confused. I don't, I'm, Mae West is here. And <laughs> you're naked. And I just, I'm still singing a John Denver song and... My I got you. I got you, hand. buddy. I got okay, you. Okay, okay. In 1930, wow. four years before Cole Porter wrote Anything Goes for a maritime musical by the same name. Oh, Anything Goes. A Jesuit priest and a Catholic what? layman put their heads together and created a series of standards based on Catholic theology to be applied to all major motion pictures. Uh-oh. Approved by the Federal Trade Commission and named after the first chairman of the Motion Picture Producers and Distributors of America, William Harrison Hayes Sr., the Hayes Code brought an end to a brief window of American film in which women could have both sexual sovereignty and a happy ending, and queer characters could be more than one-dimensional stereotypes with plausible deniability. Oh, wow. That second dimension really did us bad, huh? (laughs) I like having only one dimension. I'm a little pansy. I am a little. Well, you are a little. I am a little pansy. (laughs) Is this the, is this the story about that woman's boobs that were too voluptuous? So they said no more. No, but I want to know about that. Oh, it was shit. It was Jane Jane Russell's breasts. Oh, really? Were too voluptuous in. Mm, it was a western. I want to say the Sundance Kid, like one of those like old old ones, and her boobs were just out there. I'm gonna go rent that from the Blockbuster tonight. And because of that, we now have our ratings. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bless, bless Jane Russell's bosom. <laughs> Bountiful as it may be. Mm-mm-mm. The implementation of the Hayes Code changed the cultural landscape of America for the next 20 years and has impacted both queer rights and women's rights negatively from its implementation until present mm. day. 
Significantly, we owe our conception of a woman's role to how these Catholic concepts were used in popular culture to control societal expectations. Mm. And the Hayes Code tenets warn against any mention of sex perversion, sex hygiene, a woman selling her virtue, or a man and a woman in bed together. Wait, sex hygiene? Yeah, like um, uh, reproductive rights. Oh, I thought it was like, you got to get your dick all clean. No, it's like, hey, put a condom on that. Oh, don't wash your dick. Don't. Do not wash that dick. Don't touch that dial, folks. (laughs) We like that stank. (laughs) There's just a, there's just an odor. Oh, boy. Put simply, (laughs) the Hayes Code is the reason that one of America's most iconic married couples, Lucy and Ricky Ricardo, spent their entire 180-episode run sleeping in separate beds. Yeah, well, Ricky snored, and and they also couldn't say the word pregnart. Yeah. Yeah, she was just, you know, with with child. With child. I am so mad at the pirating landscape in media today, because God help me, you can find every TV show ever made, but I cannot illegally download all episodes of I Love Lucy. It's cr- it's a crime. It's, it's frankly a criminal. Fucking crime. And there's no Nick at Night anymore. Is there? <laughs> no, it's Nick at Noon now. We're all very oh. old. <laughs> we can't stay up that late. Nick at Night raised me. <laughs> Gilligan raised me. The Brady Bunch raised me. But Lucy and Ricky raised me. A small boy. And they raised you right. And man, now I'm sleeping in two beds and it's great. My husband has zero beds. I have two. And you got that job at the chocolate factory. <laughs> boy, wait till I, I tell you <laughs> what happened there. God. Of course, there were performers and creators who did what they could in order to get around the Hayes Code to retain oh. the same creative freedom that they had enjoyed beforehand. Okay. Greta Garbo and Marlene Dietrich both pushed the boundaries, and iconic writer and performer Mae West would continue to be a thorn in the side of religious groups seeking to control culture through film. West's 1933 film, She Done Him Wrong, and its sequel, I'm No Angel, immediately transgressed the boundaries set out by the Hayes Code, showing her character Lady Lou as a provocative, sexually liberated woman (gasps) full of West's classic one-liners who managed to escape any consequences for her unrepentant carnality. These films and their flouting of the code were one of the instigation points for the 1934 formation of the Catholic League of Decency. They're here, folks. All of them. <laughs> They're here tonight They're in the like, studio. Put your dicks away. We're here. <laughs> we don't want to see them. Uh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> we want to see their dicks. Mm. What you got going on in there? A friend? You want a friend? <laughs> oh God! Stop hitting on Catholics. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> They're so full of secrets. I cannot. <laughs> I ask. As someone who is is married to, I guess one. I guess well, once you're baptized, like that's it, right? You're in the club. You're you're there for life, right? Yeah. You can't. Jesus loves you, and He's there's got, nothing you can do about there's it. There's simply nothing you can do. I walk. I like walking around, pointing at church names, and like, what is that even? Like, what's a Presbyterian? What's a like? The, the, I don't know. They don't know shit. They just make up shit. <laughs> like deposit that nobody knows yeah. anything. Oh, only Jesus knows. <laughs> Chew on that for a minute. Wow. Mae West is remembered fondly as a cultural touchstone of autonomy, especially by one of her classic lines from I'm No Angel. It's, add a baby, it's a boy. Why don't you come up and see me sometime? (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) We can play Jackbox games. (laughs) And order out. (laughs) 
<laughs> we can get real high up there. <laughs> That's in May West 2021. Yeah, well, Boy. I love it. In 1760. Whoa, we're back. Wow, okay. Suck that in. May West's great-great-grandmother. <laughs> In 1760, a French immigrant named Pierre Lorillard mm. opened a manufactory in New York City. Oh, no. The greatest city in the world! <gasps> is it? Is it time? No. Oh, ow! <laughs> ow! I'd just like to edge you. God, when he comes back, it's going to be... You're going to be all over the place. It's going to be fireworks. It's going to be a mess. <laughs> His trade was one of those most closely connected with colonization and the birth of industry in North America. Oh, textiles? <laughs> really? I don't know. Textiles? Yeah. Okay. They did us dirty. Yeah, they're, they're bad. <laughs> According to the New Yorker, Pierre Lorillard was the first man to make snuff in America, <gasps> a factoid that's almost certainly not even remotely true. What? He made, you know. Snuff. Yeah. Oh, I thought... It was snuff, like, the film. No, no, not snuff oh, films. Oh, okay. No, just the stuff, just the tobacco the t- that the, you... The tobacco. Uh, that you, that you, you put up in there. You snuff up Man, your nose. Man, they really put tobacco everywhere, huh? Oh, yeah. In your mouth, in your nose, up your butt, everywhere. Yeah. Wow. All three all three places. And people were getting upset at at, at college guys for put, drinking beer up their butts. But, hey, people were doing it with tobacco. Yeah, it's been a long history of butt stuff <laughs> in America today. Anyways, Laura Lard was killed in 1776 by Hessian mercenaries during the what? British occupation of New York City. What? <laughs> wow. Hessians were a German mercenary yeah. force. Oh, I remember. I went through a lot of American history, and that is the one thing I remember. And they killed Hessians. Them. They weren't great. No. When Washington crossed that there river... They didn't give a fuck. They're like, we didn't we didn't get paid for this. <laughs> Fucking guy with wooden slave teeth coming at us. No what? No, thank you. Very good. That's Very all good. that's all I remember. Is that from, from your one man show? <laughs> yeah. Hessian Hessians if you got them. <laughs> wow. That was nothing. That was absolutely nothing. Okay, so Pierre's sons carried on his legacy, creating the Lorillard Tobacco Company. Yeah. One of their domestic tobacco products, Muriel Cigars, became one of the most famous cigars of the 20th century. Mm. Well, it was the cigar of choice for the Hollywood elite and even touted by Tricky Dick Nixon. Ooh, wow. Muriel's success was thanks in large part to actress, comedian, and singer Edie Adams. Oh. Classically trained at Juilliard, Edie Adams' wide body of work included theater, and film... And her wide body. <laughs> knew you were gonna make that joke i gotta i had to you had to your eyes flickered towards me and i oh, just boy i had to i telegraphed <laughs> um so theater films like the apartment yeah and it's a mad 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 world for sure and guest spots on a variety of tv shows like the love boat murder she wrote and designing Aww, women everyone was on the fucking love boat oh huh? everyone in their fucking dog <laughs> lassie was there <laughs> Adams was also known for her impersonation of Marilyn Monroe. Oh. The ability to actively harness her sex appeal, coupled with her wicked sense of humor, made her the perfect spokeswoman for Muriel. Besides that, she and her husband, comedian Ernie Kovacs, were personal fans of the product, making them a killer double act in Muriel ads. 
In the 1960s, the push to market tobacco to women was in full swing, and Adams appeared in countless commercials marketing to businessmen and housewives alike. Mm. While her husband and comedy partner died tragically in a car accident in 1962, just eight years after they were wed, Adams continued to act as the face of Muriel Cigars. Like posthumously? Posthumously? Yeah. No, she was, after she was funny. Because <laughs> she was dead, Al. You made that joke post humorously. <laughs> no, she didn't die. Ernie Kovacs, oh, her husband, Ernie died. Kovacs. Got it. <laughs> wow. You're going to cut that to make me sound real funny, huh? Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. We're do that. Okay. Uh, no problem. Okay. <laughs> cut here, future Al. No. They won't. Uh, they won't. <laughs> The June 18th, 1972 issue of the Daytona Beach Morning Journal hailed Adams as the third most recognizable television personality after Lawrence Welk and Carol Burnett. Who's Lawrence Welk? <laughs> you don't know Lawrence Welk? No. He's an old guy. Yeah, he's he's the number one most recognizable guy, apparently. Yeah, a young girl sang around him. And I then guess. he sang too, I think. Oh, I don't okay. know. The article described Adams' life on the road as... Appearing at cherry festivals, hyacinth rallies, and other garden galas. She tosses smokes to the gent, playing the funny, sexy cigar lady from Hollywood, who's accepted by the wives because she's not a threat. Why isn't she a threat? I don't know, because she's funny? Oh, that's my, that's my cup of tea. <laughs> you're not a threat to the wives, you're a threat to the husbands. <laughs> hey, why not both? <laughs> why not both? <laughs> I'm doubly funny. <laughs> you're a threat to everybody. Only myself, really. <laughs> The article goes on to describe Adam's schedule. The traveling sales lady has many irons in the fire, either making a personal appearance or a club date or checking in on business ventures like Edie Adams Cosmetics, a door-to-door trade. As most traveling salespeople, Edie has had her fill. I want to stay at home with my fantastic three-year-old son, she said with a sigh, and be a rich hippie. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Except for the son part. Yeah. yeah. Could do really do without that. I would love to be a rich hippie. But Edie Adams was far from her dream of laissez-faire hippiedom. Kovacs' untimely death left her with hundreds of thousands of dollars in back taxes as a result (laughs) of Kovacs' years of tax evasion. Oh, boy. As well as the care of his daughters, which involved frequent custody battles with Kovacs' ex-wife. Uh-oh. While Edie would eventually pay back every cent of her late husband's back taxes by working constantly for the remainder of her life, it wasn't the only part of his legacy that she shouldered. She discovered shortly after he passed that the studio she and Kovacs had worked for, Dumont Television Network, was willfully destroying his life's body of work by taping over masters with new material. Oh, my God. Among other questionable acts. Holy crap. They just didn't have enough tapes, huh? I guess not. It's like, I mean, we did that as kids, right? We had... We, but they're a television studio. <laughs> we're like, I wanted to tape this fucking Boy Meets World when they go to... Disney World, but then I got to take this, you know, Goosebumps <laughs> fucking, I got to tape right over it. Oh, what, what a hard time it was Sophie's for us. Sophie's choice oh of television. Uh, in a testimony before the Library of Congress. Congress? Hi. Books. In a testimony before the Library of Congress on March 6th, 1996, Edie Adams described what had happened to a significant amount of the material. Oh, my God. I don't know what happened to the CBS shows, but I have recently learned what happened to the Dumont shows. The early Jackie Gleason shows, including the original Honeymooners, Captain Midnight, and the Kovacs shows were taken care of in a most unique and swift fashion. 
In the early 70s, the Dumont network was being bought by another company, and the lawyers were in heavy negotiations as to who would be responsible for the library of Dumont shows currently being stored in the facility, who would bear the expense of storing them in a temperature-controlled facility, take care of copyright renewal, etc. One of the lawyers said he would take care of it in a fair manner. Oh my god, and that lawyer was Bob Odenkirk. (laughs) You know, from Better Call Yeah, I gotcha. You get it? Oh boy. That's something he would do. (laughs) He took care of it all right. At 2 a.m. the next morning, <gasps> he had three huge semis backed up to the loading dock at ABC, oh my God. filled them with all the stored kinescopes and two-inch videotape, drove them to a waiting barge in New Jersey, took them out on the water, made a right at the <gasps> Statue of Liberty, and dumped them in Upper New York Bay. Very neat. No problem. This is like an E.T. the adventure fucking... <laughs> you know how they're all buried out there in the desert? Oh, yeah. The honeymooners are just out in the New York Harbor? <laughs> They're all there. That's a Boston accent. Sorry, I'm New England. That's what happens. So Gonna park just, my car in New York I, Harbor. God. Um, but they're just, they're just. I guess they just didn't. Oh my god. I guess he was like a Flintstones fan, huh? <laughs> what? Well, the Flintstones were just like the honeymooners, only cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, ah, this stuff, we don't need. We got the entire Flintstones. We've got the Flintstones. We don't need the honeymooners. Yeah. Look, they had an alien and a dinosaur. We don't need the honeymooners. We don't need Jackie Gleason. We no. got fucking Fred Flintstone. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I agree. Okay, well. With what just happened. That's a bold stance. Well. Adams used Kovac's insurance policy and her own money to purchase the rights to as much of the footage as she could, creating her own archive where her husband's work could live on. While her own legacy as the sexy Muriel cigar saleswoman would be remembered largely out of contact from the difficult details of her life. The persona that Edie Adams adopted for the Muriel advertisements shows that the reality gap between cultural representations of women and their lived experience is as wide as any ocean, a fact heavily influenced by the Hayes Code, which has aftershocks that we still feel today. Mm Hmm... One of Edie Adams' most iconic television performances was on the final episode of the Lucy Desi Comedy Hour in 1960. Oh, my God. In which she and Ernie Kovacs guest starred. With Vivian Vance, a.k.a. Ethel Mertz, on piano. Hells, yeah. <laughs> Adams, girl. Adams performed a beautiful rendition of the Ellen Brandt Bob Hames classic, That's All, which was first performed in 1952 by Nat King Cole. Aww. During filming, Edie reduced the entire crew to tears with these lyrics. There are those, I am sure have told you they would give you the world for a toy all I have are these arms to enfold you and a love time can never destroy if you're wondering You'll be glad to know that my demands are small. Say it's me that you adore for now and evermore. That's all. That's all. Lucille Bald filed for divorce the next day. Look, <laughs> the only way you can destroy love is through a lawyer who throws stuff in the ocean <laughs> or through a song. Interesting, interesting, wow, interesting, wow. interesting. Hi, God, I love Lucy. 
She's very good. She did it. She did it right, folks. She really did it right. I heard she was a really nasty person to work with, but she did it right. Yeah. Are we going to see? Yeah, do you want to see a sexy commercial? Yeah, I, God, I want to. Also, there is video of um, of Edie Adams singing that song on YouTube, yeah. and I highly recommend yeah, watching yeah, yeah. it because it's very... Can you post it on the Twitter? Yes, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will post it on the Twitter. Does does Ricky, is Ricky in the background going, ha, 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 ha? <laughs> spiritually. He's in the background. He's doing that noise spiritually. In his heart. Yeah. That's my favorite part about I Love Lucy is when Ricky's not on set and he's in the audience watching, and one of them does a funny thing, and you can hear him go, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's my favorite I Love Lucy that, thing. That fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to watch this um, Muriel Cigars ad starring Edie Adams. Hells yeah. Uh, there's a link to it in the description of this episode, so whether you're on adcreeps.gay or on your podcast app of choice, you should yeah. be able to find it and click it. Uh, click watch it along. Ticket. Um, okay, sad. let's just watch it. Okay, okay bye. You don't want to explore nope. that? No. Nope. We'll return after these messages. that sexy cigar. Now, this is a cartoon. This is a cartoon, yeah. I was expecting a human woman. And there are a lot where she's a human woman. Yeah. No, this one was good. This one, I like, I chose this one because yeah. in all the other iterations of it, the lyric is, why don't you pick one up and smoke it sometime? And she's like, why don't you smoke me Because in this one, she is the cigar. Yeah. And she's like, put me in your mouth. <laughs> Watch it because it's like very va va and she does a like arm with her and she has okay there's a lady cigar yes and she doesn't have legs no but the dress she is wearing is see-through yes so my eyes were transfixed at this little cigar like floating <laughs> and but her little hips were going ba-doom 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 and she has the may west hat but it's not a hat because you can't put a cigar a hat, a hat on a That's, cigar. i mean even though there is a hat on the guy cigar yeah but you can't i don't know and she does the, like, eyes closed, mm. arm up, boo-boo-boo, here's my bosom, why don't you smoke me sometime? Why don't you pick me up and smoke me sometime? Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> I love these cartoon designs. I really think they're good. Yeah. And I want them on a t-shirt. I think it's definitely easy to see how she could have done a pretty killer Marilyn Monroe impression. What I mean, it, Marilyn wait. Monroe did a pretty killer Marilyn Monroe impression. <laughs> 
She did. Actually, if you watch her movies, she's such a parody of herself. And well, she's she is. so fucking good. She can turn it on and off oh, in an instant. So it's good. amazing. Yeah, I love it. Um, I w- we I just downloaded some Like It Hot, and it's just, just perfect. Yeah. I kind of want... Just you and me as cigars. <laughs> that's our new, t- that's our t-shirt. That's our t-shirt. <laughs> Why don't you smoke us sometime? Yeah, no, that's come weird. A, come and smoke us. Well, well. <laughs> but we're joints. What if we're bongs? <laughs> Ad creeps. What if you smoke us sometimes? Okay. And they just, they do a little dance and it's very of the era. Yeah. And it's very cigar. Is this like... You know how furries really liked um Oh uh compelling Robin Hood. Go on. Yeah, you know how furries really like Robin Hood that awakened something in them? Yeah. I wonder in the nineteen fifties or sixties this awakened something in other people is like, I love inanimate objects. <laughs> you know the people there was someone who married the fucking Paris Tower? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that was this. This made that... Yeah. Okay, they saw, let's all go to the lobby, and yeah, they're, like, they're like, I'm gonna oh, fuck shit. that popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me get that butter <sighs> in my lap. Wow. I'm real lonely right now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Oh, boy. Okay. That was great. That was great. I, I really think you should watch that on our in our in our sources. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, it's twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Are we smoking cigars anymore? Does anyone like cigars? I think there are people that are smoking cigars. I think they're probably smoking them more cautiously than they used to be. Yeah. I do love a honey Havana. I gotta <laughs> tell you. Oh, I just choke one down. <laughs> Because, like, when you smoke a cigar, you don't really enjoy it. It just tastes like ash. Mm-hmm. You just get it. You just... As quick as possible. It's just a pastime. Okay. So, we got to... I think the formula is... Mm. We got to get people to smoke. Yeah. We have to. We must. We simply have to get people to smoke again. And... <laughs> How will we do it? Well, vaping. Okay. It's Muriel... Why don't you pick me up and vape me sometime? Yes! <laughs> And I'm trying to think of like, okay, it's 2021. Femininity is 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 a play thing now, right? Yeah. By which I mean the drag queens, they're everywhere. Yeah, anyone can embrace and perform femininity yes. to their heart's delight. We're bringing Sasha Valore in, <laughs> but it's a okay, it's a vape, but it's got that bald head of Sasha. Oh. And it's got the eyebrows, the eyebrows. of Sasha. Okay. And 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 Sing, sing the little song, and it's, why don't you pick me up and vape me sometime? And then the smoke comes out of her butt, because it's a vape. <laughs> and that's where it comes from? And that's where it comes from. Okay. I guess. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. and all the vapes are queens. Oh, different queens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. America loves a queen, apparently, now. Do we have some vape kings? <sighs> Let me think about it. No, the kings are bongs. Okay, bonking. Bonking. Vape queens. We got something for everyone. I think King Bong is my new dress. King name. Bong! <gasps> oh my god, that's so good. That's so good. I think I want to make this a commercial playing with the, ex- like drag does, playing with the extremes of femininity and masculinity mm-hmm. in a hyper way. And it's just. 
tits. It's just everywhere. It's sexual. The bongs, the vapes, they're all over each other. And they're singing We Are Family. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I lost the track there, I like but that's it. what's happening. I'm into it. Okay. It's gay now. It's gay now. Smoking's gay now. Because <laughs> I guess being gay is cool. Tobacco's gay. <laughs> no, it's not tobacco. Well, is it tobacco? Well, I mean, cigars are tobacco, cigars. but I guess... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Juice, vape juice is gay. Vape juice is gay, and I cannot stress <laughs> you can that get enough. fruit flavors. <laughs> anyway, that's how we hypersexualize it. With, I love it. With kings and queens and everything in between. Vapes and bongs and dings and dongs. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, if you have... I forgot what I was going to say. I think it's actually you that has something for me. Me? Oh, I do. Speaking of something sexual, I actually have a pretty sexual... <laughs> myself. You actually. sound like a high schooler. Well, uh, I actually know something that's pretty <laughs> sexual. So these next couple uh, ad creeps, I have collected local ads from my trip down south Ooh. to Washington and Oregon. And I found my parents' favorite local ad. Ooh. They recommended this to me. Your parents have impeccable taste. And this is an ad that's very sexual. Okay. You ready to watch it? Yeah. Okay. Let's watch it. I will add the caveat. Your parents have impeccable taste, but I think they have weird butter. I think it's just Americans have weird butter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just remember last time we were there, I was like, I don't know about this butter. <laughs> I've had conversations about their butter. They I don't want to hear it. Call out posts for your parents. Wow. The butter's weird, guys. <laughs> I love being this age. I know. It's getting more popular every day. <laughs> it's about quality of life, living like we want to live. And having some fun without sweating the small stuff. Surrounded by good friends. It's true. Don't you agree, Lou? You know, you can't hit a home run unless you step up to the plate. And right now, I'm going to step up to this plate. <laughs> step up to Shag's all-new Mount Lake Senior Living. Call 888-450-SHAG. <laughs> These seniors are horny. It is a senior home, a senior living home called the Shag. And they knew exactly what they were doing. They're having, you know. We were driving, we were driving down Bothell. Uh, actually, you've been to Bothell. I've been to Bothell. Uh, and there was a just a big housing complex, and it's just called Shag. And I said, what is that? And my parents said, oh, that's senior living. And I said, do they know? And my parents said, yes, they absolutely know. And it is promoted by one Lou Pinella, who is the, who was a manager for the New York Yankees, who was a uh, Washington native. I was going to ask because yeah. the, when they say, like, what do you think, Lou? It's like, oh, this guy's somebody. <laughs> this guy, he's, oh, he's somebody. And he's about to, first he's going to finish his little snack. <laughs> And then he's gonna fuck. Lou has an ungodly amount of cheese on that plate. Yeah, and, and that's just, not gonna stop him up at all. And just one cracker, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, I guess he owns part of the shag. And they're all over and the commercials are everywhere. And he's just there promoting it. And these seniors are there with friends. 
They're with friends. They like, they're having fun. No strings attached. No, they love to party. <laughs> hey, when you come to Shag, bring your keys. No, you won't need them. What do you put in the bowl then? Just a lot of cheese, apparently. And you know whose cheese is whose? No, it's all loose, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's all loose cheese. Okay. It's all loose cheese. Ooh, weird. Uh, if you have a local ad that's vaguely sexual, please send it to us at creeps at gmail.com. We are also accepting other kinds of ads, local ads. Well, Non-sexual well, local ads are fine. Okay, well. Um. <laughs> if you do have non-sexual ads, you can actually send those to us via our Twitter or our Instagram. That's at adcreeps. Correcto. Yeah, and if you, you know, were turned on by those cigars like I was, <laughs> you might want to tell us about that through a five-star review. Yeah. 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 Why don't you come on up and review us sometime? Ooh, I love it. <laughs> I'll just turn into a big bong. A <laughs> king bong. Oh, my God. Look, TM, TM, TM. TM, TM. No, no one can... No one can steal that. No one steal my OC King Bong. <laughs> okay, I think that's it. Yeah. Until next time, we, we are, are signing off. But first, a word for my spouse.